Hey, uh, this is Wesley Pepper. This is the Art Elixir Podcast. This is episode 117. And as you guys can see, I'm doing a live recording today. Um, yeah, I'm actually in the in the west block of my studio. Um, yeah, I've got a big studio, you know. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy the background. It's a bit colorful. Hope that works out. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, we've got a live guest today. Um, just, uh, just a few words on my previous episode. Um, Thanks to Kanyue for coming through last week, my sister. Like, personally, I think Kanyue is probably one of the dopest artists in the country. I think um, her viewpoints and everything, I, I I just love it. And I see a lot of guys responded to, uh, to, to, to the shorts that I, that I posted. And thanks for that. I'm also going to open a, Insta, a TikTok page. Um, I was always very skeptical because I don't really trust TikTok, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna open up a TikTok page for the for, for the artists and post all those short videos on there. So I'll be posting those links on the various social media platforms. Also, um, please like, subscribe, and comment on this channel. Um, I've got a bunch of new subscribers this week, and um, so much love, much love to everybody. And just last point on um, on the African Genius Podcast, um, Asa. Uncle Asa and I recorded last week. Uh, we, I will post that episode. Um, I just had a bit of technical glitch in terms of the technical glitch, but I, but I will, but I will be posting that episode sometime soon. And um, yeah, man. Um, also, this is my last point to bring in my guest. If you're based in South Africa, um, today is the recording of this episode is the 15th of June. Um, if you're based in South Africa, this is actually Youth Day. Tomorrow is Youth Day. As a um, you know, I was always very excited about youth. I always do a lot of exciting things around youth day in the past. And um, I wanted to talk to somebody exceptional. I wanted to talk to another visual artist. And lo and behold, I found um, this brother over here, Junior, Junior Olifant. Um, we've got a lot in common. He's also from Kimli. He's from Gorapan. And he's a visual artist. And a, we spoke a bunch offline about where he's from and so forth. And we're going to be unpacking everything about, about his, um, his work, of course. And... Um, he also came back from the UK just recently, did a very exciting show. They also be talking a little bit about that. And a few more other things. Um, so yeah, man, Junior, welcome. Thank you for having me, Wesley. It's, uh, it's an opportunity to be here. <laughs> <laughs> now for sure, my brother, for sure, my brother. Um, let's actually, this is part of what, like, um, how, I, um, how, I, how I found out about your work, man. I saw you work on, on, a, um, <coughs> on a bunch of uh, uh, social media pages. With this gig in the UK, mm-hmm. so um, before we get to that, um, I know that was a major highlight for yourself. Uh, before we get to that, um, let's start off in the beginning. Um, just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, sort of like where did you where you from? Um, where did you study? And how did you get into art? Um, I'm a 26 year old visual artist. I like to use the tag visual artist in my name and not the artist. The reason for that is because I do tattoos, photography and graphic design. It's now besides the painting and the drawings and so on. So just to put all that related services into one term, I just call myself a visual artist. Um, I grew up, I was born in Kimberley, but I grew up in Johannesburg. In grade 9, that was about 2011, 2012, I'm not sure. Then we relocated back to Kimberley. I matriculated there at Pistoria in 2014. And um, then in 2018, I went to CUT in Bloemfontein. And then I did communication design there. And uh, that is where the, the art started, you know, like touching my life. 
to you know getting the idea or considering the idea or taking it seriously considering to make this a, a career with all the the artists that are there the vibes um the arts competitions um one of the arts competitions it actually made this more, more possible for me was um the new breed art that is hosted annually at Ulibanez so you need to be a resident of the free state um to take part in the competition and um yeah just how I saw it it's not easy but it's possible and then I told myself that this is this is where I want to be and I want to take things from here and ever since then I've been just you know like moving towards that working towards that okay man um you mentioned you mentioned something of um of Ulibanez in Bloemfontein time Um, just to my listeners, um, that's the major gallery in mm-hmm. the Free State. That's quite a beautiful space. If you ever are in the Free State, I highly suggest you go. It's got a beautiful garden. It's a really beautiful gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about. Um, I know that um, you say you don't you don't you still as a visual artist. That mm-hmm. makes that makes complete sense. Um, I don't think in 2023, a single, a very very few artists I know can just do one thing. Yeah. They have to do multiple things. Um, just explain to us where did the I guess how did the art? Um, where did where did but when did you when did you find out that like you were pretty good at this and what was it that you said like okay man I'm a you know I'm a go study further I'm a take it serious and so forth. Um, grade three, uh, when I grew up, grade three I'm not sure which year it was. Um, but my uncle had stayed with us. He used to stay behind closed doors in his room. Always he never allowed me to go inside. And I was always curious to go inside, but he obviously never allowed me to. And then one day I had opportunity, and when I opened the door, I opened the door to a new world. I saw his works, I saw the paint, I saw the pencils, and I just saw everything. Everything it was very messy, but it was so beautiful at the same time. And um, that inspired me immediately to, you know, like do art and you know, like start drawing, start painting, and all that. And uh, you know, as kids, you grow up, and if you have some sort of talent to you know draw in class and so on, then you take some competition among your friends, and they tell me, "You wanna dive right? You can dive right first time." He he taken deep and all that. And so it was more like that, and then pick it up, make a career, and so on. And then as I grew up, I still had a passion for art. But then when I started speaking to my 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 parents about it, they were like, "No, you know, you can do it, whatever you want to, but." You need to do something that can put a stable uh, salary in your pocket every month, yeah. put food on the table, and yeah. so on. And that's why I actually decided to go study communication design in 2018. Uh, so communication design is just another term for graphic design, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. Communication design is the same as graphic design. It's just uh, things why they change the terms to communication. I think it's because graphic design is still graphic design, but The purpose of graphic design is to communicate at the end of the day, so that's why they they changing the terms. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, the thing that you said about your, I think as just as a, as a metaphor, it's actually quite, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually quite loud that your uncle um worked and he closed the room, mm-hmm. and when you came in, you were open to a new world. It almost sounds like a novel somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. I like that. Um, what type of work was there what did he do what you know what was he drawing what was he painting um, i can't really remember um but with what i can try to remember like the few things that i saw i'm not sure if it was on a canvas or if it was maybe like in his notepads or something but he used to draw um female figures 
and um, he used to use pencil, so he used to color it in, and so on. And that was that was really beautiful for me, for me because it was in proportion, it was hyper realistic, and it was just like wow, can a person actually do something like this? Because I've never seen art like this before. Um, you know, um, you know that, that actually reminds me of, of something, and I on this platform I actually share this with a lot of my listeners. Um, is that you know growing up because you know. I also grew up in Kimberley. I left when I was 18, though. Um, so, so my adult life was 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 outside. But, 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 growing up, growing up here, you were never. There's, there's no art anywhere. There's, there's, there's very little people that is, um, I would say, confident enough to 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 show anybody their work. And there's definitely no institution or ecosystem to take care of mm-hmm. that of, of of that art. So I kind of understand why why someone will yeah. close it. Because there's a type of almost a negative stigma yeah. um, to people who, um, you know, to creative people, um, to, to, to creative people like, like us. Uh, can you relate to that? I can actually relate to that because um, in most cases, um, I'm not dating or, or anything or any, anybody, but the thing is um, most people are systematic. They believe in the fact that you have to go to school, finish high school, go study, get a job, get married. Most cases get divorced. <laughs> yeah, get, get grandkids, raise the grandkids, pension, and, and that's it. With artists, it's a matter of you are constantly a hustler because you have to hustle every single day. And like you mentioned earlier, you can't just, as an artist, you can't just take on one thing. Um, with me, since COVID, I've been, I've been doing tattoos um, full-time. And it is my main source of income. And within the time when I do not have clients and so on, which is also very less because there's so much tattoo artists nowadays and the competition just keeps on growing. Okay, yeah, and tattoos is also seasonal. Oh. Yeah, it's very seasonal. Ah, like yes. In the winters, you will get less clients. Ah. I don't know why, because I think in healing-wise, to get tattoos in the winter is actually better. But for me personally, when it's December... In Easter, that is the best time for me to do tattoos because then I get like a lot of clients all the time because I run a lot of specials and it seems now like being nine years in the tattoo industry, people actually know when I'm doing specials and they actually wait for my specials. And I don't mind actually because it's it's worth it at the end of the day. But the photography, it's the same. Um, I'm still hustling with that. There's a lot of competition and it's when it comes to relationships, it becomes hard as a man specifically because in most cases... Uh, in nowadays, women are the, the the breadwinners, and now I come into their lives as just an artist, and you know I have to speak for a tattoo client or a photographer client or whatever, and then that one thousand that I make for the tattoos, I have to give it just to a, you know like sort out where you need something and things like that, and then there goes weeks by, and then you don't get anything at all, and then you feel as a man you feel like less valuable valued in society, in women's eyes, or in relationships, or things like that. Because sometimes it feels like your value is depicted by what you are offering, or what you bring to the table as a man. Jeez, uh, uh, I wasn't expecting to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it's, 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 yeah. it's relevant. I think, I think that's, it's totally relevant. Um, yeah, I can, um, I can, I can relate, um, Men are not always the breadwinners these days. Yeah. That actually opens up another topic. Um, 
I don't think I'm gonna continue with that on this platform <laughs> because yeah. my, I think my views. Yeah, let's just let's just leave it there. But I yeah. think that's a very poignant point that you made there. Also, what you said about um, about multiple incomes um, um, and, and 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 being able to be versatile and do diverse, uh, be diverse. If there's one thing that I know from my experience is that that takes a special talent. It takes an incredible amount of discipline. Mm-hmm. And tons of talent because only a few people in the world can do that. And I know every artist that listens to this platform can totally relate to that. Um, that's just the nature of what we do. Mm-hmm. So that actually gives us that actually gives me a nice like idea of where you're from and so, and so forth and so forth. Let's jump into the art, man. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned like um, you know your first interaction with 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 art was um, was figure drawings. Mm-hmm. It's hyper-realistic. I can actually see that in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I did a few episodes on, um, I think two years ago, on photorealism. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that it's probably one of the most popular, um, I would say, genres in, um, in the country. Actually, I wouldn't actually say so. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, the Jono Dry is the, the artist that I look up I still look up to him and because he does photorealism drawings. He's from Cape Town. And um, the thing is with him, his work is so detailed that it looks like a photocopy. Yeah. And I tried to work towards that because I thought that makes him unique. Because in artists' views, in galleries, in what they in what galleries show you, you don't see a lot of that work. So I thought they were going to be the easiest way to infiltrate the art industry. Until one of uh, the curators from one of the galleries actually reached out to me and they're like, listen, your work is great. It's hyper-realistic. It looks like a photocopy. It's immense talent. But people don't want to pay for a drawing that looks like a photo that they can just take off the internet and print out. They want a signature. They want a style. Now, in Jono Dry's work specifically, he still uses the, the, the hyper-realism in his figures and his portraits. But he uses flowers and horns mostly to identify himself as an artist. And all his most of his backgrounds are black, like pitch black, like super black. And I think and I think that is what identifies him because if you see his work and you know who he is, you can say this looks like John O'Dry. And I think that's what makes him unique and I think that is what is okay. Um with his hyperrealism. And uh, after that curator told me now, like, you need to move away from the hyperrealism. You can still use it, but, you know, like, try to be creative about it. Don't be a copycat. And uh, that's where I started exploring with with um, coffee in my background and using the Khoisan symbols in my background by um, using the charcoal sticks and drawing the Khoisan symbols with the charcoal sticks. Mm-hmm. And since then, that's how I actually started identifying my own style. It, it's been working ever since. Yeah, man. Um, um, I like that. I like that, my brother. I I, I like your perspective mm-hmm. on how you saw that. That's yeah. big up, big up, big up to that. Um, let's actually talk about you said you mentioned about using coffee, using Khoisan symbols. Um, from looking at your work, um, yeah, man, I got a very strong, um, almost like a street art aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of, um, I could see, yeah, that there were some personal symbols there. So I'd like, I'd like maybe we can, we can, we can explore a little bit of that. And um, I saw a lot of, um, I guess, I don't really like to use the word gritty when it comes to black artists because it also sometimes it could mean that the art is 
anyway, anyway, I just fucking don't like to use mm. that word. Yeah. But with that said, um, it is good. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. and 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 um, it's it's it also sounds like you have a lot to say. So 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 tell us a little bit, like, what are you trying to say through your work, and then we'll get into the medium. First of all, career-wise, um, it's it's safer as an artist to always have a statement. At hand. Yeah, but um, because if you have a statement, galleries know or they can see that you understand how to use your words in your art, and then you get artists that actually just uses one word or a small poem in their statements, and they actually expect the user to like you know like dive into it, do your own research about it. And I'm actually moving to towards that a lot more now. But um, first of all, career-wise, I identify as Kanda. But my surname is fully found with PH, which is the Netherlands. And my mother is like super white complexion. And my father is like really dark. And I'm now the caramel baby that came out. So, um, <laughs> well, during history, what I can remember in school, um, there wasn't a lot of history about Khoisan art or Khoisan religion tradition in my school Khoisan books. Anything. Khoisan anything. Yeah, anything. There was, it was like a, yeah, there was like two or three pages about it and that was that. When it came to exams, uh, the uh, comprehension test was like 10 out of 20 or, you know, like, um, it, it, there wasn't a lot about Khoisan specifically. As I think back about it, I become more angry about the fact that people choose to exclude that's from the schooling system. There's nothing I can do about it, but I mean, at the end of the day, me trying to identify where I fit in as a colored, in the colored community. Because when you look at black people, you get Sutu, Zulu, Tosa, Ndebele, and you can go on and everyone has their own beautiful tradition, even though they still identify as black at the end of the day. When you look at the white people, you get with Europeans, you get um, Africaners, and you, you know you can just go on and you can go on and that. And when it comes to colors, the few that you can think of is Cape Malay, mm-hmm. and that's basically it. And when you speak to foreigners about colored people from South Africa, they expect us to look like the Cape Malay colors. Yeah, and sound like them. And sound like them as well. And yeah. the accent and you yeah. know the passion gap, teeth is not there, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And then you get people that stereotype colored people with the tattoos. I I look like a typical. Statistic. I'm from Rotopan, I'm from the flats, I'm full of tattoos, I've got a man bun, and if I have to walk into your daughter's house, um, one day your 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 daddy's gonna you know like stay away from this guy, he's, he looks like trouble and things like that. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that there's so much more to us. Um, let me actually let me ask you something. Uh, this is a show is like our age gap. Yeah. I wanna know about the man bun. Um why are <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the attraction there? Is it is it cool the woman like it? Um I don't know man. For me personally it's exceptionally hard to get a, a good barber. Especially when you when you're busy and you don't have time. When you find a good barber, everyone knows about him obviously at the end of the day. Because he's good and he's cheap. So he's always full. <laughs> so you're going to sit like two, three hours and you're going to just chill there with them and you talk a lot of nonsense all day and it's cold or it's hot and you're hungry and all that. But you know, like you have to sit there because 
I need to get your hair cut. And um, with me there, I was just like, no, you know what, let me just grow my hair and I can cut my hair or trim it or top it like every two or three weeks. And, th- and that's okay for me. Because if my hair here at the bottom is not cut, then I can just twist my hair, wash it and twist it, then I can just hide it. So it's 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 easy for me. Yes, just yes, just thing also for my wireless. I mean, you can tell I, you know, I cut I cut all my hair, but I also know that there's a lot of identity politics in how you present your hair. There's there's actually fuck man, that's actually another topic on its on its own. So just to come back to you mentioned about. Sort of the lack of, uh, I would say, Khoisan or cult people identity in um, in um, in growing up in high school and so mm-hmm. on. How did that lack of identity, uh, or rather, what was it that pushed you? Like, say, okay, me, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna use that, uh, or rather, I'm gonna speak about yeah. that. Um, and I want to be specific about it because um, I'm well aware of if you come from certain communities to talk about certain things is not is not popular mm-hmm. in other words people don't really respond to it mm-hmm. um and identity politics is definitely up there mm-hmm. so 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 just explain how did you get to it and 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 and, and what are you trying to communicate yeah first of all to um to touch on the air again mm-hmm. um when i started growing my hair, i didn't my, my hair isn't my hair isn't coarse you know it's not like the seafood that it's not nappy and when you look at Khoisan, when you, you know, most colors, me personally, I like to identify that the Khoisan people are my ancestors. Um, but I don't look anything like that. So through my art, it's a culture identity that I'm trying to explore. So the more I do research about how the Khoisan did things back in the past, I find a, a common modern correlation in today's life, in the present, which is what I see in... <clears throat> My community. First of all, to touch on the problems that I speak about in my work is besides the, the culture identification, it is just like a small topic in my work, but it's not about that. It's just that I want to promote, first of all, colored excellence. And then I want to touch on the problems that everyone sees. The biggest problem in my eyes is unemployment. Unemployment is the root of evil. It's the biggest root of evil. And it leads to Crime and violence, gangsterism, alcohol abuse, substance abuse, GBV, suicide, um, mental illnesses, everything that you can think of. And I think personally, um, I don't see anyone, the people in power, not doing anything about it. And I mean now, oh, I don't know, it's, it's being a colored male artist as well, trying to infiltrate the, the art industry it makes it even harder for me because I'm not hating on anyone, not on the galleries, not on the artists. Everyone is dope as they are and you have your own story to tell. It's just that with me, I don't, I want to, I want to stop following the crowd. You know, I want to speak about what I see the problem is. And the main problem is when it comes to unemployment in colored communities is that we are marginalized as the, as the minority of South Africa. Um, see all the, the gangsterism in the GBV in the Western Cape. It's not just in the Western Cape, it's everywhere in South Africa. And it's not just in colored communities, but it's just like, it seems like it's being, there's less being done in colored communities. 
and now you see in Innerdale they they busy striking in this week now as yeah. well. Yeah. About um yeah in Westbury too. Yeah, in as well yeah. about people speaking about how the government is neglecting the colored people, mm. and how the the colored people are not getting anything. How they are marginalized. How they are still limited when it comes to PPE, even though we are supposed to be intertwined or considered as PPE, the PPE minority. Mm. And a simple scenario: if you identify as black, identify as colored, we go to the same varsity. We finish the same year, we get the same qualifications, we go apply, because we're friends, so we go apply at the same job, which the manager is a black manager, and we have the same experiences, the same um, diploma and all that, he's most probably going to take on your CV instead of mine, because he wants to take these people forward. And there's nothing wrong with it, because we have the same experiences. But then again, you want to take it further, like, when does that stop? Because when it comes to colored people, colored people are totally opposite. If the manager is colored and you are black, he's still going to take you because in most cases, colored people, they don't know what it is. Most colored people, most colored communities don't know what it is to be united. As a matter of fact, because she's going to do my job better than me. So I'm rather going to do it to the black man. Which, it, it goes two ways. It goes to the people in power and it goes to our own people as well. And where is the unification? Where is the rainbow nation that Nelson Mandela saw? Where is that that Tabum Beke tried to live through? And you just don't see that anymore. Um, yeah, man, you see, you're raising some, you're raising some interesting points. Um, I'm just my listeners, um, they're striked as you were talking about. I was actually following that in a week. Um, I don't really want to comment on that on this platform. Um, yeah, and um, I also, I hear what you're saying. You actually remind me a lot of, it sounds weird, man, but of me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was when I was 20, in my, in my mid-20s, I was going through a similar thing. Um, it's just that I saw that entrepreneurship. Um, I went more the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. route, and I, and, 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 and I went into publishing. Um, um, well, I did both that printmaking and publishing. Um, what I do, what I, I sort of wanna, yeah. Let me start off there. The the, the these uh, these issues that you're talking about, like, is felt actually across the country. Mm-hmm. What I find outstanding about what you're saying is that, like, you got international acclaim mm-hmm. because of what you were saying. Yeah. So before we get there. Um, no, no, actually, actually, uh, I don't want to make this thing too focus too much on the um, on the, on, the, on not so much the issues, but 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 more on the, on the political thing because mm-hmm. I find that thing actually quite um, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather have like a like a full on conversation mm-hmm. that because it's very emotional to me yeah. too. It affects me personally as well, and I too can. Yeah. I've got some hearing some ugly stories about that myself, but um, so I so I. I see and I respect the way you're using your art as a tool to talk about these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, um, before we get to the, um, I guess, your shows and projects and so forth, um, what do you think, what do, what, what do you think people are taking up for, from your work? What do you think, what do you think um, um, are people responding to um, in your work? What do you, yeah. First of all, um, like I mentioned earlier, um, <coughs> 
I look like a, a typical stereotype statistic. Um, I'm from the European flats and I've, I'm doing tattoos. I'm also full of tattoos and so on. So people just assume that I'm a bad guy, you know. Um, tattoos are okay, but you know, if you hear I'm from Rotterdam, you have to think twice about it, you know. Um, but yeah, growing up, of that, growing up in Rotterdam, but you know, seeing the kids growing up in Rotterdam and yeah. the environment, I stay next to a tavern. Everything goes there. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I also use it if I have to. Um, but you know, it's 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 sad when you when you start becoming a public figure and these kids they look up to you. And you know, we like how you have to go to the tavern for a beer or two. You come back home, come drink it at home, you just have to buy it there. But now you think to yourself, and you like, this lady was here yesterday, and you asked me to draw something for him. And, or to help him with the school project, or whatever. You maybe you just came to me and tell me, like, you know, Junior, you inspired me so much, and I'm also gonna start drawing. I also wanna do what you're doing, all that. And the next day, just before you walk into the tavern's doors, you see the lady also there sitting. And then you now asking yourself like, but what did I do to make this better or to you know like stop that or inspire that situation? And with me, um, I think that's why most people resonate with my work or with me spe- specifically is because of the fact that I'm from Rotterdam. Everything is easily accessible in Rotterdam, and so many people actually don't have hope from Rotterdam. It's like God turned his back on yeah, but you know. And um, it's not like the churches in Rotterdam are also doing anything better as well. I'm not hating, I'm just saying like, you know, a, a person would expect a bit more. Um, because you see mostly ch- churches from in Kimberley actually come to Rotterdam more than the churches actually doing interventions in Rotterdam itself. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that um, I'm trying to give back. Uh, hey, my brother, um, salute to that. I think that's very brave. Um, that's very brave, very, um, and I don't think artists get enough credit. But this is the platform where we give artists yeah, credit yeah. for that type of shit. So yeah. much love, much love, much love to that. Um, whew, um, I <laughs> I get the thing about 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 being a public figure and mm. going into a public space. Um, no, no, I get that. I mm. can, I can, I can relate there too. Um, and also coming from a small place, um, <clears throat> um, you have something in South Africa. I'm sure my international guests can relate to that, but like something like uh, we call it small town mentality, mm. where people uh, got very limited perspectives on a lot of things. And if you sort of outside of that over there, um, you usually isolated, and 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 and, and where that isolation comes a bunch of social ills, which is completely mm. unnecessary if you should ask me. But like as a creative, um, and let's and let's and let's, and let's get back into the, um, I guess the processes behind the art. So I get the um, the social um, awareness, and I get the identity politics mm-hmm. and the politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you, but um, let's um, you also explain about the symbolism behind the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's so let's actually get into the work. It's a pity that we don't have to have some of the work, yeah, because yeah. I think that now now it will be perfect to like just put the work up. And yeah. talk about something specific, but we can put the link on your podcast. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. will, I will put a link in the in the in the description yeah. below, so you can view his work. Um, no, no, we'll do that yeah. for sure. And um, I think I will also post it on someone's link on our. I will post mm-hmm. it on our various social media platforms, yeah. so you can so you can have a look at it there. 
Um, but let's but let's but let's get into your projects and um, um, exhibitions and so forth. Mm-hmm. So um, you just recently come back from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit what what the festival was. Um, how firstly, uh, yeah, about the festival. But how did you, um, yeah, how did you manage to get there? What to do there and so forth. My um, admin from Karen Burushi shared something on Instagram about this uh, company called It's Liquid Group. Mm-hmm. It's a small art company that creates a platform or international platform for local artists so that they can have like an international audience at the end of the day. And um, by the time she shared it, the closing, the deadline was already reached. And I just, you know, you know what? Something just told me like, just apply. And uh, that's what I did. I just applied. I sent a few of my work, and three of my works actually got chosen. And um, I only, by, by but with the time frame that I had to like pay the, the the registration fee and you know like to raise funds for the accommodation and the plane tickets and all that, I could only manage to raise enough funds by at the time for one artwork. Um, so the the artwork that got chosen, um, I'm just gonna try to describe it. Um, the name is called The Great Depression. It's an appropriation artwork of The Last Supper. Um, it's a self-portrait actually. So it's actually different poses of myself with different outfits and so on sitting at the table. And then in the background, it's completely painted with coffee in the background and then the Khoisan symbols comes through the coffee. And uh, yeah, you can just uh, on the links and so Yeah, on. yeah, 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 we will... Um the links you guys can see the name is yeah. uh the, the great depression yeah it is the world that, that got chosen and yeah and um yeah that's basically it. when it comes to the processing of how i choose my artworks and how um, i do um, it just explain just a little bit more about the festival man so oh yeah what yeah, type yeah. of what type of um, exhibition of was it um who was there how many artists were involved and that type of thing um yeah as i said uh, the company's name is Liquid group um, they're based in Rome and in London. And uh, what they do is they create a platform for international artists or artists to have an international audience. And uh, when I got there, uh, there was so many incredible works there. And so many different types of works as well. Performance, video, acrylic, abstract, you name sure. it all. And I met sure. so many great people there. And uh, they actually invited me to have my on solo exhibition in Rome. Fantastic. In Rome, yeah, but unfortunately I'm gonna have to pay again, obviously. On that point over there, <laughs> just a just a point over there. Um I f- I find that they should be paying you, my brother. Yes. You shouldn't be paying them. They yes. should be paying you to go to Rome. But anyway, um sorry just to the cut there. Actually I wanna um whether the episode with Canelo we kinda of touched on that, but mm-hmm. I think it also relates back to what we're trying to do with Canada three sixty Africa. Mm-hmm. Just to my listeners or the new listeners the new subscribers um, on, 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 on on this platform we actually I wouldn't say just critical but we're also looking for alternative um, solutions for, mm-hmm. for, for artists to, to, to sort of go um, to, to, to exist and mm-hmm. um, I just find it really unfair that um, um, when there is an exhibition <coughs> anywhere in the world the artist must front cost for that mm-hmm. I find that thing deeply problematic but okay 
I guess I just anticipate that point. But rather, you were saying that you were you were, you were called to do a uh, solo show in Rome. Yeah. Or do you play what type of what type of show and whether you're looking to do it? That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. It's it's actually just a few months from now. Um, the 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 main offices is in Rome, and they're trying to expand throughout the world. Um, I would like to consider them as a small company also growing. So for now, I kind of understand why the artists need to pay. Um, but I completely agree. Like when it when it yeah, it's let's not go into that. Um, the I'm I'm working on a new series called uh, Children of the Sun. And S A N, by the way, and uh, it just touches. It still touches on the same um, problems that we face. And it still promotes colored excellence, and it's still about identifying colored identity or cultural identity through that. Um, it's just that um, it's going to it's a bit more poetic, if I can put it like that. And I've finished already three drawings um, from the new series, which I have already submitted for competitions, such as Resident Evil Portrait Award, Absa El Atelier, and Sasso New Signatures. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I didn't get feedback yet. I think we're only going to get feedback next month whether the works got chosen and so on. And then I also have three works at WAG, at William Humphreys Art Gallery in Kimberley. I'm not sure when is the exhibition. I think it's the 5th of July or the 15th of July. Um, they still haven't gotten back to me about which works got chosen for the exhibition, so I assume all um, three got chosen. Hold up, I think... My mother's work is also going to be part of that show. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good, yeah. And uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is it. So at the end of the day, I don't know where this is going. I just know that I have to keep on going. Um, on Skap and Skapi Omni. Skapa. Skapa. Um, um, a, few, um, a few things there. Um, firstly, salute. Um, secondly, man... Um, Shit. Um, um, okay. Uh, uh, you were saying you saying you got you are busy working on another body of work. Um, your it's the same theme. Um, this is just for my yeah. Just another something I I, I picked up. Um, most young and up and coming artists um, are just doing um, are not really being are not really being um, very uh, or not not trying to say something really too profound um if you look at the majority of work um you know it's mostly done like like if i should like if i should take you i would be expecting to see work of um you know kids kicking a fucking soccer ball yeah. and 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 just being happy growing up in a sense of poverty yeah. and sort of like i actually call it poverty born mm. and it's sort of glorifying where you are staying and then the west you know, saying, oh, why? And, and, I, and I have reasons mm. for that, why I'm saying that. But you're saying something very profound. Mm. Um, and you are saying something um, that, is, that, means, that means deeply, which means it's also resonating with an international audience. Yeah. So um, what are the feedback? What else did they like or enjoy about your work? Or what was it that they said that you, that you that, um, or rather, what do you think? Or why do you think they encourage you to... Um, do another solo show in um, in Italy. You know, I think so it's. What do you think it is about your work? I think it's um because my 
you know like style wise what Keller is are looking for is looking for style looking for signature um, it is South African it's African and it's it's coffee who doesn't love coffee um, I think I think mainly it's that and it's the fact that I can use my hyperrealism and abstract it with the coffee and the charcoal and all that but now since I've came back from 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 the UK my work has changed a little bit. I'm still doing the same, I'm still using the, the coffee and uh, the quaison symbols of charcoal and so on. It's just that I was exposed to so much graffiti, it was normalized in, in the UK. And um, I'm using that in my background now. So I'm using more words, graffiti words in my background and so on. I'm using more poetry in my background. And um, I'm using more colored slang that, that, mo- that most colors can relate to. And, and the, the last drawing that I did, I showed my mother the drawing as it is, it was a portrait drawing, and my mother loved it. Obviously, she's supposed to, she's my mother, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she loved it. So then I told her, what is my plan forward to, with, with the drawing and so on, and she like begged me, no, Junior, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm like, but mommy, I have to because I need to make work that's actually going to put food on the table, which she said. But you know, yeah, it's it's life. We don't have to go into it. It is what it is. It, right? is what, it is what it is, and I had to vandalize the drawing, and I hammer on the word vandalize because my mother came in, and then she just looked at it and she pulled her face, and then she was like, "The painting like a rowan on the scoff," and then she just left the room, and that was the best comment I ever got gotten from her because I mean that is what. It is one of the typical stereotypes that is associated with yeah, colored man. people. Yeah, that we are violent, yeah. we are raw, and you know, like, yeah, it, it, we, we are much more to that. I can be very colored if I want to, if I need to. <laughs> Luckily, I've, I've, I've become so so streetwise that I know when to use my coloredness, you understand? <laughs> um, yeah, in, in, certain, in certain settings, I think it's a, it's a skill um, to understand the linguistics of when to be a banana, when to be colored. <laughs> uh, I I'd, 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 I'd like to come in there. Um, I think that thing actually cuts across uh, every race group yeah. over there. Uh, we all got to be wear multiple masks for, for different... Um, yeah, the occasions. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, for sure, the, 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 the thing that I like that you, or are you saying is that you're just honest about it. Yeah. Um, I get that. Um, yeah. Um, um, yeah, man. You, 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 and and you sort of you owning your identity, you owning yeah. your pain, and um, you 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 making money through it, yeah. um, which is which is fantastic. Um, let me just actually move um, just um, debate slightly more onto the entrepreneur mm-hmm. side, um, and I want I want to ask you a few things. You you were saying you know with the tattoos, um, you studying graphic design. Um, where are you trying to take that to? I, I mean, is this just a means to an, an end, or do you have something specific in mind? Like you want to, I don't know, open a own company, um, you know, do you know websites for for various people? How are you trying to use this as part of your creative process? Um, as part of my creative process, this is um, the stable income that I spoke about earlier. Um, my company is registered as a visual artist. With the tattoos, photography, uh, graphics, uh, uh, Virgin Steel, um, S D double E, yeah, yeah. 
PTY LTD. And um, everything is working out. I'm, at the moment, I'm a freelance designer, freelance artist as well. But the plan for the, for the graphic design specifically with the related services is to open a warehouse where I can have a print house inside a warehouse to do my graphic designing, to do the printing and so on. And then at the same time, I want to have a studio at the end in the warehouse. That's why I want the warehouse and not a shop or a building. I get you. Um, and, and yeah, business-wise, that, that's it. When, when it comes to my passion, my art, my goals and things like that, I actually wanna wanna open like a like a pub, something, a jazz bar, something, whatever you wanna call it. There's so many different words, but I want everything that is a stereotype to be normalized there. Yeah, but in that same space, it must actually be a gallery, and and I want to promote art more through that. So um, yearly, I can invite new artists to come to new works on the walls, new murals on the walls, and that will be the theme for the year. And, you know, like, host competitions and create a platform for the children that struggle, like me, to infiltrate the art industry so that we can make it easier for them at the end of the day. And also do something like the, the IPF Bears Art Festivals that's um, hosted annually in Cape Town as well, where we go to um, companies uh, that own big buildings here in Kimberley or in the Northern Cape in general and get a lot of mural artists all over the world to come to Kimberley as well and to come like, you know, like a painter city, come place the city with their paint or their art and things like that. Um, you know, Junior, what I, what I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. Um, fuck, man. I'm sure this must be, that's just how creative brains are unrooted. Um, what you, uh, what, what you're saying is actually quite similar to what we're trying to do over here or, yeah. what, we, or what we're trying to set up in this space over here. And, um, 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 there's also I, I know a few other artists across mm-hmm. the country and, and across the continent who's trying to do a very similar thing. Yeah. I just wanna raise a point. Um in um with uh, with COVID, there's been a real uptake in, in people like jamming in garden spaces and stuff mm-hmm. like that because it's a very controlled environment mm-hmm. and you can curate the both the environment and the art and so forth. Mm-hmm. And um that's the one point. The other, the other point which I, which I find that is that is actually quite astounding. Um, um, is you're looking to set up a, a space and basically you're trying to create new markets. Yes. That is something that that we're also very passionate about on on, on, on this platform and exploring what new what new markets other artists are looking mm-hmm. at and how. I mean, that's something we also we also very open up to collaboration um, and in terms of that. Um, just 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 to my listeners. Um. I'm actually going to be talking to Pilani, um, um, to Pilani Noni from 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 Zim. Is there anything about him? He's a fucking outstanding writer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and we're going to be doing a series of episodes with him in the not too distant future. And we're too going to be discussing new markets over there because he's got a project, he's got a book that's coming out. Um, that is that is just a problem that I, oh, 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 an obstacle that I found that creators who's based on on the continent are dealing with. Um, we always. <sighs> I won't say quick to run, but we always quick to run to, to Europe and, and to the US to, to do shows over there. Mm. But we have this huge um, space. And and, 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 and not many of these people are exposed to what we're doing. Yeah. And they can afford to partake in our, uh, in, in our thing, you know, buy art, um, come, come to your show, invest, yeah. and so forth and so forth. Um, um, I, think, I think that's actually quite a poignant point that you yeah. made. And, and, and as I said earlier, it's very interesting to see how many artists are actually thinking 
in the same direction. In the same direction. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to raise that point. So, 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 just back to the how you're gonna use these skills. I mean, you you say you're 26, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So. <laughs> I almost say you are young, but you're not really that young. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm almost 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm almost 30. You're not even that young either. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. I get the, 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 the excitement and, and, and ambition. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's actually pretty. Um, I think we're actually getting closing uh, this um, or wrapping up mm-hmm. over here. Um, it's just um, how can any... If anybody wants to view any of your work, mm-hmm. um, where do they get hold of that? And how do they get hold of you? What platforms are you working with? Um, they can check me out on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I share the same name, uh, Junior Oliphant Art. Oliphant with a PH. And everything is packed together. There's no spaces. And on Facebook, it's just Junior Oliphant with a space, obviously, between Junior and Oliphant. Um, I use Instagram and Facebook mostly if people want to DM me or reach out to me and things like that. And from there on, I can share my WhatsApp details with them if it's necessary, whether they want a tattoo or a commissioned painting or something like that. Or maybe even something graphic design related or photo shoot, you know. People that you mostly use is Facebook. Have you um, you, um, used Instagram um, or rather have you monitored, have have you made any sales through social media? I haven't actually. I'm still working towards that, you know, like um, get a following uh, to grow my following and to grow my my watch time on TikTok specifically. Um, what I, it, it's actually hard. It's the most easiest platform, but it's it's very hard because it's so easy. Um, it's strategic, and the algorithm changes every week. Yeah, like this week, your video can get like thirty thousand views, and then. Two, three videos after that can get the same amount of views as well. And then you actually think that you're doing good when your account is growing. And the week after that, you get like 200 views. And then they, they shadow ban you or something like that. And then you get 200 views for a few weeks, for a few months. You try to follow trends. You try to follow niches. You try to use, you use the right hashtags. And it still doesn't work. And until one day, just by accident, you're not putting a lot of effort into this video. And that video blows up like 30,000, 40,000 views again. And then you back to school one. So it's it's really hard how to maintain that. Um so the question like um whether whether show you doing in the UK, were there any other artists who was using social media successfully? Um, I haven't actually seen any other artists that I, I I did exchange Instagram with a few artists. Um they had good following and so on, but it I wouldn't really say that it's brandish or successful or they're actually making money from it and so on. I think um, it's just based on where your location is at the end of the day. Because when you open an Instagram account or a TikTok account, you already get placed under a certain uh, number of hashtags. Like if you're from South Africa, you fall like 10 or 12 on the list most watched places in the countries in the world, you know, something like that. So I think it's more about that. Because um, I know on TikTok, when you get more than 10,000 followers, then you can start monetizing your account, something like that. Um, yeah, on um, on you, uh, I guess on more is this from YouTube yeah. as well. It's got a similar thingy. Uh, that's actually something that I'm also very interested in exploring. Yeah. Um, I know of one or two, maybe three or four artists mm-hmm. who does who makes quite a few sales on yeah. um, but they also have the 
their strategy was also different. Mm. Um, but I also think that's also a very interesting medium to talk about mm. um, and to and to explore and, and to see how how else we can we can we can use it. Um, personally, I did I. I think I probably did um, sell sell something via. Shit, I'm going to think really nicely, but I definitely did. Um, a lot of marketing and mm-hmm. promo. A lot of people know me off these platforms, mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, I think like um, you know, different artists <coughs> work differently and so forth. And I think you are correct here. You say we you type in especially where you are from, yeah. uh, which actually makes your story more extraordinary. Yeah. Actually, um, my brother, that's actually quite cool, man. Um, is there anything else? Any other points? Um, you you wanna? No, no. I, th- I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Um, I actually just okay. Let me say something. Something motivational for for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always a good idea. Um, it's it's okay to be selfish. Um, as a girl or a boy, it doesn't matter. It's okay to be selfish, because if you allow the people that's in your circle to validate the character, or to va- you allow their opinion to validate your character. When it comes to artistic views and artistic vibes and things like that, when they eventually leave, whether it's through death or through envy or when it's a relationship and you guys break up and things like that, you're going to find yourself stagnant in a position where you relied so much on that person's opinion about how your work needs to be depicted and how things like that and it's going gonna, it's gonna to hold you back. So that's just a distraction. And being depressed and anxious and paranoid and all those things, it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's a choice at the end of the day. And the more you, I'm not saying that you should, you should bottle it up, but if you pretend to be happy, you eventually become happy. And you need to take that and you need to put it in your work and you need to make mistakes throughout because a mistake can define a style. So you take the little that you have and you make the best with it. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, junior, Junior, Olifant, um, everybody. Um, just remember to smash that like and subscribe button to this channel. You know, um, I will be creating shorts of this video too. Um, I think I mentioned the beginning of the video, I'm definitely going to do a TikTok account. Um, so I'll share all those handles on various social media platforms. Um, my brother, thanks a lot for coming through. Um, it was a uh, it was a pleasure. It was also different talking, doing a live out. Mm-hmm. Let me know, guys, what you think. Mm-hmm. The colorful background too. Um, yeah, man. Also, a lot of you, a, 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 a lot of things um, happening on the side. You know, we've got a few. I've got a few interesting episodes lined up, and um, there's also the African Genius with Asal Kebulan. Uh, we've got some guests lined up there too. Um, it is Youth Day. We will publishing this on the 16th of June, which is Youth Day in South it's Africa. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, which is a long weekend in South Africa. It's going to be a cold, long weekend, but it's a long weekend, um, needless to say. Um, so, I'm actually glad that you came through. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, um, I think this is actually the first, I think you're definitely one of the younger People that I that I um, that I spoke to, but I think pretty matured. Thank you. Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed everything, and um, remember to smash that like and subscribe button. And I will catch you guys all next week. One love.
my brother. Then he was walking, right? <sighs> That's bad. 